Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. On today's program, Pastor Evangelist Dr. Greg Patton and Dr. Ken Copley share the vital importance of knowing the enemy and how to do battle with the spirit world. All of this week's programs are from the brand new book, Invisible War on the Saints, Victor or Victim, a highly anticipated book that is now available at swrc.com or by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Make sure you listen carefully, because later in the program, you'll hear how the sin of pride progress to demonic control in a pastor's life. Here's Greg Patton and Ken Copley. Well, thank you, Matthew. Here we are again talking about invisible war on the saints. Are you a victor or are you a victim? Sharing the studio all this week with me has been Dr. Ken Copley. It's been a joy to have you here this week, Dr. Copley. It's been my real privilege to be with you, Dr. Patton. And it's been a real eye-opener for so many. You've been out around a while, and so yeah, you did, uh, by the way, not only read our book, you helped edit certain parts and uh, added to it. You've had some pretty high praise for that book. I shared with you uh, at one point, I think, I'm not sure why I'm doing this, with hundreds of books out there on spiritual warfare, but you thought it was pretty up-to-date and pretty powerful in many ways. Very much so. Quite relevant to our needs and our culture today. Amen. A reminder, we're going to be talking about this over in Columbus, Ohio at the end of the month. Oh, going to be a great time at the Embassy Suites. And uh, hey, if you want to see a, a launch on this, you can go to invisiblewaronthesaints.com, .org, .net, .us, .info. Yeah, all of those. Take a look. Invisiblewaronthesaints.com. Well, my friend, before we uh, again walk through victory steps on our final program tomorrow, I want to share some vital information with you. I've been a big sports fan since I was small, and every sport is getting more and more competitive as well as sophisticated with each new day. Scouting reports, the how-to manuals, one-on-one training is also kicking it up a notch. In the military, what is the best strategy for us to use? It, too, improves daily in knowing the enemy. All the way back to World War II, our soldiers were given a book, Know Your Enemy. And I think that's a lot about what Dr. Copley and I have been talking about this week in informing this radio audience, Christians, about the enemy. Every piece of information at that time known about the other side was in that booklet for our soldiers. Today, I'm amazed, I guess I am dumbfounded in many ways, that the leaders of the Lord's army have little knowledge about the workings of the greatest enemy mankind has ever known. And here's a major truth. Life is not something that happens to you. No, as we walk into this battlefield of life, you are where you are because of what you have prioritized. And hopefully you're not blindly walking or taking a stroll through the demonic explosive device zone. And the warning to you, do something now about fighting the enemy for yourself and for others. And don't let the enemy dictate your today or your tomorrows. Don't go AWOL with your sins and your habits and your demonic thinking. Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, that's what he is. It quickly becomes a way of life, a sinful way of life if you're not careful. And you and I, we are our own worst enemies, as we've shared before. We need to recover ourselves out of the snare of the devil. 
He takes us captive at his will. And remember, we oppose ourselves. We're constantly beating on ourselves. Why in the world, my Christian friend, I've got to ask you, would you want to do that? Get that forgiveness. Get that need. So that stronghold, which can be any number of things going on in your life, is uh, the battleground, by the way. It's not a playground. It's a battleground. And take every thought captive and put it under the control of Almighty God. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, Often depression of spirit and great misery of soul are removed as soon as we quit our idols and bow ourselves to the obedience of Almighty God, the living God. We must do this with all our hearts and souls. Then our captivity will end. Isn't that good, Doc? That is phenomenal. It, it really is. So, Uh, I think I shared with you, and I don't know what approach you took. We're already talking about maybe doing some seminars uh, for pastors or for the Christian audience, period, around the country. Looking forward to that opportunity. I shared before, I think we got over 80 years together in working in spiritual warfare. and Man, we're old, brother. I agree with that. (laughs) We're we're, we're in trouble here today. But I've always started my uh, meetings, and sometimes they've gone up to three weeks, and, and pastors have asked for us to speak on spiritual warfare. But I always start with sin. Do you think that's a good place to start? That is a great place to start because that opens the door to the enemy's influence. And uh, so I go through a number of things. And and I shared before, when you talk spiritual warfare, people think in terms of, wow, when I was a teenager, I played with a Ouija board. And you go into some of the really dark sides. But I have discovered in most of my counseling, oftentimes in the church, and you and I work basically, uh, well, we really do exclusively, with a Christian audience, trying to get those that uh, might have demonic problems saved. But by and large, we're talking to Christians who have some serious issues, not knowing what to do about it. That's correct. And so we've already hit on and earlier in the week, we talked about bitterness, fear, pride, all of these things. Those are very real, and they can really lead to demonic bondage. And, and I think that's confusing to some people. Yes, it is. Think about it. Willful sin is that which invites enemy activity. I can give you an example of some things. Uh, Stealing. The Bible says we're to steal no more, but to work with our hands that we might be able to give to those who have need. If someone has stolen, they need to repay, and sometimes need to repay up to four times of what they've stolen. There's quarreling and fighting. The Bible says we're to live in peace. And there is uh, jealousy and envy, and jealousy is the fear of being replaced. And that is a horrible sin, and that can be a crippling, devastating sin that needs to be, needs to be dealt with. Uh, complaining, criticizing, that we live in a society that's critical of everything and everybody. And I, you listen to the news for a minute, and you'll find both sides criticizing the other, and sometimes without warrant. But we need to be careful of our spirit. and. Uh, how we're acting, sarcasm. Uh, To be sarcastic is not to give God glory. Gossip and slander, and the Scripture is pretty strong on gossip and slander and talebearers and what God hates. And then there's uh, swearing, using profanity, using God's name in vain. seems to be common among our culture. Apathy and laziness. Uh, Laziness is sin. The Proverbs talks about the sluggard. And lying, lying, we're not never so much like the enemy as when we're lying. He was a liar from the beginning. And then there's hatred. 
and God does not give us the privilege of hating people. Matter of fact, you may have a a boss that uh, is very egotistical and demanding, and you're not going to change him by reason. You're going to change him by praying for him and loving him. Love your enemies. And there's anger. And the Bible said, Be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place a foothold opportunity to opening to the devil. Drunkenness. And drunkenness can open the door to evil spirits. It used to be called demon rum for a purpose. Cheating. And God calls us to be honest and upfront and fair and not to use unjust weights and not to cheat. Avoiding responsibility. Sometimes people just want to re- avoid responsibility. The Bible says we're to work with our hands. The Bible says we're to love God. We're to love our neighbors. We're to care for the poor. God says there's all kinds of opportunities to serve him in various ways. And just really avoiding responsibility is sin. There's greed and materialism. Some people are driven by greed. God gave us people to love and things to use. We start loving things. We'll start using people. I think a good prayer sometimes is just, Father in heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, please open my heart to these areas that I have sinned against you. And Father, I ask your forgiveness in this particular area and that particular area. And Lord Jesus, take back the ground that Satan has gained in my soul. I repent of this sin. I forsake this sin. I cling to you. Thank you for the blood of Christ. And thank you that these evil spirits can leave my presence never to return. In Jesus' name, amen. My brother, I think this will be a a good place to put in the story of the man in pride. The man in pride. I was uh, just getting my feet wet in demonic warfare, spiritual battles day in and day out with the enemy. More and more pastors calling us to come to their church and speak on this topic. And I was with a very dear brother, great guy over in Ohio. He said, did you come and speak in the Christian school, maybe during the day, and and preach on the demonic? We'll see how God does. So we go a week or two, or as he sees, I was excited. I took my son, Jake. Normally, we all travel together. For whatever reason, the family couldn't go to this particular meeting, and we had a new fifth wheel, and Jake and I took off and headed over to Ohio, got things all set up, and uh, it's on a Saturday afternoon, getting ready to retire for the evening and prepare for the next day, get things started. When there was a knock on the door, I opened the door, and here was this big man, big red-headed gentleman, and I said, can I help you? And he said, uh, yeah, Brother Patton, right? I said, yes, sir. Uh, he said, can I talk with you? I said, sure, come on in. And... uh this brother introduced himself as uh, the associate pastor and, and head of the Christian school there. Well, I wasn't ready for his next comment. He said, uh, Brother Pat, I think uh, you should pack up and leave tonight. I said, excuse me? He said, I think that you ought to pack things up, you and your son here, and, uh, and leave tonight. I said, did the pastor send you here? He said, oh, no, he doesn't know I'm here. I said, what, uh, what's the problem? And he said, well, we've discussed this week uh, what's going to be happening. You're going to be, you're going to be speaking in my school starting Monday, and uh, you're going to be talking about the spirit world and demons in the church in the evening. 
our Baptist church will never be the same if uh, we go through with this. Why would you? Why would you say that? Well, I know nothing about demons, but I can't imagine how this could be helpful to anyone. I think it's going to stir a lot of things up, cause our church and our school a lot of trouble. Really? So I headed in kind of another direction, giving him an idea of what we're going to be doing both in the school and certainly talking about sin and how that can cause problems for the Christian and perhaps lead to uh, giving place to the enemy and demonic bondage. And uh, he seemed to settle down a bit. We kind of hit it off. I thought it was going quite well. He then said that, uh, he said, you you think a, a number of sins could lead to demonic bondage and maybe even having a demon. I understand that's your position, right? I said, absolutely. And he said, uh, what would a person do if uh, they they had this problem? And I said, are you speaking for yourself? Well, I have this friend. Everybody has a friend, right? And uh, this friend has a pride problem. We went through this for a while, and I said, let's just cut to the chase. I said, uh, we're talking about you, aren't we? He said, you know what? He said, I went to a Christian school, and he said, look at me. He said, you see anything to be proud of here? I'm not sure where we're going with this, but he said, hey, I have struggled with this all of my life, and I don't know why. And I have gone to the altar at the Christian school. I went to a Christian college in Lynchburg. I would go forward in church services and chapel services and ask God to uh, deliver me. And uh, we're still the same today. Well, isn't that interesting? I said, why do you think that is? Because either um, God can't do anything about this, or you're not real and you don't want to deal with your pride, or um, I wonder what the other possibilities might be. I now had him arrested in his thinking. I said, you know what it could be? It could be demonic bondage. It's, it's sin. This is where the whole thing started, of course. That's what we talk about. But somehow you have given ground to the extent that uh, you're not able to be free. He said, what do you think I should do? Well, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think you should do. I think that we should just get down here on the floor of our fifth wheel, and my son will join us here, and uh, the three of us, we'll just get in a circle, and uh, you cry out to God. Ask him to forgive you of the sin of pride. He said, have you been listening to me, Brother Patton? I have done this hundreds of times. I said, I want you to do it again. And then when you do that, I want you to go to God in such a way that you pray this way. God, if I have given ground to a demonic spirit of pride, I command that thing now in the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ to go from me. I said, can you do that? Do you believe what I'm telling you, what I've discussed with you? He absolutely did. I said, well, then let's pray. He was good. He prayed. He asked God to forgive the sin of pride. And then he said, God, if I have given ground to a demonic spirit of pride in the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ, I command that thing to be gone from me. His words, here's his words. It felt like there was a fire stirring in my bowels that came right up, right up through my chest. Hard to explain. Now, we have seen people do some really strange things at this point, but there was nothing really. He said it came right up through his chest and just seemed to be gone. And he had relief, he believes, for the first time in years. 
and years. It didn't take him long to get on the spiritual warfare bandwagon and order tons of our material to hand out to family and friends. And that's real victory in Jesus. He went from being a victim to a victor. And by the way, it wasn't long after he found his true calling, which was the missionary field, and went and served the Lord Jesus Christ there for quite some time with his wife and children, and then came back to the States and to this very day has a major ministry on the East Coast. Oh, and I'd be remiss in not sharing this. We had a fantastic time in the church. God blessed in a mighty way, as well as in the Christian school. A great revival. Isn't that something, how God works? He knew what was going on. So did Satan. Trying to stop us. Yeah, to God be the glory. Great things he has done. Let's all sing victory in Jesus. It's possible, my friend, and I just tell people, why would you want to suffer? Why don't you give God the benefit of the doubt and pray? Ask forgiveness of sin. If there's something there, command it to be gone. In our book, we have a lot more serious situations than this with Christian leaders. The one that I reflect upon again and again is a, is a leader who probably has led thousands and thousands and thousands of people to Christ in his ministry over the years. And yet more than one spirit had a hold of him, and uh, it nearly cost him his life in my presence. So what to do and how to do it? You recognize the sin, my friend? We need to take time, get down to business by prayerfully writing out a, a list of all known sins that we've ever committed any time in our life. I'm serious. This could be extensive, of course, and could take hours with each confession. The chain that binds is broken. The stronghold is done away with. Confess your sin aloud to God and agree with God you committed this thing. Receive forgiveness and cleansing aloud. An example of praying, God lying is a sin. And in doing so, I've sinned against you, Lord, and I confess it to you now. Thank you for forgiving me of this sin of lying. I know your blood cleanses me from this, and I accept your forgiveness. And as Jesus spoke aloud to Satan in Matthew chapter 4, I believe you should speak aloud to Satan. I do all the time. Verbally break any contacts that you've made with him in your sin. Satan, it's written, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And I now break any contracts, cancel any relationships, and take back any ground that I may have given you in this sin. And the Bible says I am forgiven, I am cleansed, and therefore I am free in Jesus Christ. You go through their sin list, my friend. Mark off each one as it applies to you. And again, this could take hours, but there is great freedom in Jesus awaiting you. Well, Dr. Copley, you've been very patient sitting here listening to me. Let me ask this. Of all the counseling uh, you have done as far as working with Christians, is there any sin really that is predominant or is it varied? I'd be curious. Anything that really stands out like, Wow, I deal with pride an awful lot. I deal with hatred an awful lot. Uh, anything stand out? I think the biggest one that stands out is unbelief. Feel refusing to accept God's word for your life. You can be a believer and not believe everything God said. Yes. And really, it, it boils down to what, not what I'm saying. What am I practicing? How am I living? Why am I fretting? over finances when God said he will provide 
all of my needs? Why am I suffering all of this emotional pain because I'm filled with anger when God says he will give me the power to forgive and he'll give me the power to live in peace and he will cleanse my soul with the blood of Christ and unbelief. Taking God at his word is believing him. And so many ways I see believers not taking God's word seriously, not taking God at his word in face value. So unbelief, that would really stand out to you in all of your counseling. I think yeah, in many ways to articulate that, yeah, I think you're probably right there. What is our comeback? How do I get free here then? So could that lead then to demonic bondage? Well, really? Of course it does. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I heard testimony from a gentleman not too long ago. He said, I did not have a homosexual problem. I had a belief problem. Wow. You're listening to Southwest Radio Church. I'm Greg Patton. Dr. Copley and I have been talking all this week about the Invisible War of the Saints, the new book available now at swrc.com. You need to get your copy, my friend. We have had a lifetime of this. I just came uh, totally unglued at the first demonic attack on the Greg Patton family. My wife, all our children did not know what to do. Most pastors could not help me in any way whatsoever, and it was a real struggle. And we're trying to help you today to overcome that, to be ready, to be prepared, to be a soldier of the cross, male or female, in a way that you don't run. You know what? The devil should be afraid of you rather than you being afraid of the devil. Amen. I don't think that. 1-800-652-1144 or SWRC, Post Office Box 76834 out in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73147. We talked a little bit uh, uh, as we go through the rest of today's program, and tomorrow we're going to talk on some victory steps for you and me and for this audience, Doc. But uh, we talked a little bit about mental illness. It can be both real and you can have both mental illness and demonic. Yes, absolutely. And you've dealt with that. Absolutely. And you don't have any problem if the need be to have somebody hospitalized or medicated or some say, oh, and they should never have medicine. That's just going to add further demonic problems. Oh, no. Sometimes you need that. I appreciate that very much. How about sickness, period? We haven't dealt with that. Uh, can uh, sickness be demonic? Absolutely. <laughs> Scriptures replete with people who had demonic problems that were ill because of particular demons. Now, not everyone's ill because of sure. Demons. There can be a, a sickness that is allowed by God, yes. and he can use it. Yes. Paul the Apostle had a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, yep. that's a demon, There you go. came to harass him. Yes. And, and it kept him humble. Yes. And it kept him crying out to God and trusting the Lord. And uh, 2,000 years later, we still use his epistles, and we are so blessed by them. And what came out of that? individual's life blesses me daily. Yes, absolutely. And I, I guess once you become attuned to this, more or less, knowing that the enemy can do this every time I'm sick. I recently went to Tennessee and was horribly ill with more than one thing. I'm thinking, yeah. the timing is just perfect. I was doing fine <laughs> until I headed to the airport and everything went south. So rather than just say, I think I'll go to the pharmacy or go get some over-the-counter drugs to help me here. 
I pray first, and I yes. keep praying. If somehow the enemy is bringing this about or is aggravating whatever this situation is, I come against that in the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ and by the authority of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave me alone. I have a peace there. And I tell people, what's, what's the problem with praying like that? I mean, let's just get that out of the way. And then if I continue to be sick, if I need to be hospitalized or take sure. drugs, I'm going to do it. But uh, a lot of times, it's amazing, I get well praying that. The enemy is not happy with you as a Christian. He's not going to be happy with what we've said here this week at Southwest on today's program. It's just uh, the enemy, is he is going to fight you all the way to graduate to glory. You agree with that? That is correct. We are born again into a battle that only ceases when we die. We need to understand that, though. That is critical. How in the world can you walk in a war zone and not realize you're in a war zone? Taking arrows from every side. Don't know what's going on. This is what the book is all about. Educating people to know that we have a common enemy. And by the way, if we don't include the enemy's work in our belief system, we are out of balance scripturally. Part of a belief, biblical belief system includes the work of the devil. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Copley, uh, again, thank you so much for being with us again today here in the studio. I've really, it's amazing, but at this 40 years, but every time I talk about it or listen to someone who is knowledgeable, I learn something. And I pray that people just don't say, well, that was very interesting, and then get back to whatever normal is for them. I think there needs to be changes, and you uh, agree with us, I know you do, changes in the lives of Christians on our yeah, Christian walk. That is correct. And, and I think that's so important. Yeah. Here's what's happening. If we are walking in bondage, we are barely functioning as believers. We are underachievers rather than becoming free in Christ overcomers. And that impacts our ministry in our world, in our neighborhood, in our family, in our church. That impacts what's going on in the kingdom of God. Amen. Well, again, thank you for being here today, Dr. Copley. And we want to thank you, the radio audience, for joining us here at Southwest Radio Church, Watchmen on the Wall. Uh, This has been an exciting week to get this information out to you, and it's available in book form. Released now from Southwest Radio Church. You get a chance, my friend. You get in touch with us at Southwest Radio Church. Call 1-800-652-1144. I want Greg Patton's book on The Invisible War on the Saints, swrc.com. Oh, my friend, it will be a blessing to you. And by the way, many of you have looked at the launch that's been prepared. It is so good, so concise, and I'll challenge you to get a copy of Invisible War on the Saints. A big thank you to Southwest Radio Church. We are so thrilled to be able to present this information to you, and I just pray hundreds of people get help. Thank you very much in advance. God bless you. Have a great day, and join us again tomorrow. We're going to talk about some freedom steps. How do I get out of this mess? Join us tomorrow on Southwest Radio Church, Watchman on the Wall. Invisible War on the Saints by Dr. Greg Patton is here. We all know someone who needs this book. And maybe that someone is you. Order Invisible War on the Saints today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order at our website, swrc.com. 
Tomorrow, we wrap up the week on spiritual warfare, learning how to be a victor and not a victim. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by downloading our SWRC mobile app. You can also subscribe to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit our website, swrc.com.